Hello and welcome everyone to yet another episode of Gunpowder Treason No Plot. Starting to get up there in numbers, almost getting close to 20 now, at least of the main campaign. No bad. Uh, I you meant bad. listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just, just about got to 20 listeners now, yeah. <laughs> in those big numbers. <laughs> Thanks guys, yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and as you can all now hear... Our usual cast of cohorts is available and on call with me. Say hello to Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. Hello, guys. Hi, everyone. James is slightly sick, so he may just be coughing and dying and choking in the corner, but uh, that's that's the breaks. The show must go on. More sick than usual, anyway. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Physically sick this time, rather than mentally. Yeah. Well, now he gets to be both, so yay. (laughs) And as ever, they will be playing Tommy the Gunslinger, Sophia the Monster Hunter, and Rogar the Paladin. And when we last left off, which was before the Christmas break, so I hope everyone listening enjoyed the holidays and all that fun stuff. Before then, the party managed to find themselves in a bit of trouble fighting an Umbar Hulk, exposing quite a big weakness in their current party. (laughs) <laughs> as they all stood staring hey it's it's it's, it's been kind of shored up by an npc that we've recruited so <laughs> <laughs> this this is the thing we, we, have, we have a weak party so cookson gives us npcs to help exactly. <laughs> well yeah cookson did say the current party so yeah yeah. Just, just, just need more. <laughs> just need more people to fight our battles for us. Exactly. <laughs> I think um I think there is a new D D book around like sidekicks and raising up hirelings and stuff like that. I'm sure I heard something about that. That'd be pretty cool actually. Yeah, I haven't yeah. looked into yeah, it. That yet. would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like how you can have like a squire and stuff like that. I don't know. I need to I need to actually research it to find out whether it's just like an errata or an actual book or something. It's it's a little bit like when we had really evil characters when we were much younger and we just used to find like a level one commoner and just whip him and make him a bitch <laughs> to carry all our loot so we never had to worry about weight limits because we, just... <laughs> we loaded up one level one commoner we'd just find another one and beat him until he, until he was another <laughs> yes. we were like evil characters we were going proper moustache twirling out of the way oh yeah I remember that like the literal first thing I think I said in that campaign was, I am incredibly evil. Do my bidding. <laughs> and then I got attacked by the guards. Pretty much, yeah. yeah and yeah. we killed them. We did. That, that was after my thief fell off of a building yeah. to try my first climb check. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was our introduction to D&D. We pissed off the DM by killing a guard captain who was supposed to give us quests, and Matt fell off a roof. Yep. <laughs> It was, hey, I, 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 I got the kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm very prattful. We ruined his plans from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're here. And now we're here. Doing it semi-professionally? We don't get paid, so I don't know if it's professional, but we do it for the internet. That's something. Yeah, exactly. We do it for you guys, you listeners out there. Yeah. All of you out there in internet land. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, our recap, you guys were fighting an Umber Hulk, you did successfully defeat it, mostly down to Sophia and Solara kind of tag-teaming it with magic and stabbing. Yeah, girl-on-girl action. Ah. <laughs> Two girls, one Umber Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, no. Hard to, right. to be said. Hashtag fan art? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, 
Well, um, I'm not drawing it, but you guys are welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, uh, Sophia gave in to her Rage of the Abyss, which bolstered her attacks and defense and managed to help slay the beast. And you guys escaped. Your poor friend Johnny survived his fall into the water, but then got dissolved in acid. So sad times for him. And you reported back to Lieutenant Ashar about Steve the Betrayer's grand betrayal. She didn't quite believe you initially. She kind of thought you guys had just murdered her guards and were trying to steal all her stuff. Because you kind of were trying to steal her stuff. Yeah, but we didn't uh, kill anybody on purpose. A, 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 a potentially fair assumption, though. Yeah, I think yeah. I thought that was a reasonable line of thought for her. Yeah. But you convinced her with uh, making her speak to Heinrich to make sure you guys were, in fact, on the level about some of the things you revealed, specifically about a recruiter from the slums you all met once called Amaram, who seemingly has had ulterior motives and may have vouched for Steve to get him into the Resistance. It's a little thread left in the city that you guys haven't been able to follow too closely yet, but maybe one day. And then, yeah, you went back to the inn for a night's rest, and you all went to sleep. And as we always know on GTMP, fun things happen when you sleep. Because they time have not to. to Tommy. This time not to Tommy. <laughs> Turn up for the books, guys. <laughs> Tommy, you awaken in a basement. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, it seems Sophia had an interesting dream where she fell down into the deep, deep darkness of some sort of infinite plane, almost falling beneath was kind of water, kind of tar, like almost a very viscous liquid that was trying to seemingly forcibly drown her, but she fought out of it and has kind of dragged herself to her feet, only to be confronted by an entity that looks a lot like her, only goth Sophia, <laughs> or Nightmare Sophia, whatever we want to call it. But Nega Sophia. Nega Sophia, yeah. <laughs> Basically Sophia wearing black as night armor, pale-faced her eyes completely black like they are in her more demonic form. And, uh, yeah, the last we left off, this entity had kind of questioned whether Sophia could do any of this by herself and suggested that Sophia's been relying on its power to get the job done. Sophia kind of fought back against that, and the entity decided to test that theory by pulling a bow that looks very, very familiar. Mm. And... That's where we come back. So, Sophia, you watch as this creature does indeed pull your own bow against you. You recognize that bone-white longbow anywhere. It's pretty much always in your hand or on your back. It's very, very familiar. And you realize at that point that you're not holding one. You have a sword and your shield strapped across your back like you normally do, but your bow's not there. This creature kind of gives you a smile that goes just a little bit too wide, and it, it kind of horrifies you, because it's your own face you're watching sort of distort as she does this. And as she pulls the bowstring back, two black wings of shadow just form from her back, like bursting out into the darkness around her, and she like goes straight up into the air, way quicker than you expected, and you're just left there wondering what's going to happen next. And now it's your turn. You're saying it's my turn like I need to fight this fucker. <laughs> like, well, you're, I, you're, I, 
Yeah. You haven't, you haven't rolled initiative, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's entirely up to you what you do here. Um, uh, do you know what? I was actually tempted to just tell it to come at me, bro, and just kill oh. me. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, what? Do you like pull your weapons out or do you just no, yell I'm just to the abyss? Stand there. What, like, like what? arms out like Jesus? yes yes i am okay you uh you take a come at me pose Mm -hmm. make me a dexterity saving throw fuck's sake uh why didn't i level up my decks oh by the way for this encounter as it is you do have all your health and abilities back you are effectively, you've had a long rest. But I don't have a bow. No, you do not have your bow. You do have your sword okay. and shield. Yeah. No, I didn't, Matt. I put up my constitution. Did you? No, no, I did dex. Sorry. You did. Yes. My bad. Anyway, I rolled an eight. Eight. As you are standing there, you feel those tendrils of darkness start to wrap around your feet just enough to distract you as a hail, like a barrage of arrows, comes falling down from the darkness above you, and you take 12 points of damage. Okay, maybe standing there wasn't a great idea. You hear a voice kind of cackle from the darkness above you. Oh, come on now, you're just going to make this way too easy. Uh, yeah. I say, why fight you? What's the point? You're greeted by silence. Is that because you've got nothing to say, mate? (laughs) You feel, as you say that, those tendrils that are around your feet start to rise higher and slowly start to consume your shins. I draw my blade. Okay. um, And try and hack at them. Interesting. Uh, Make me an attack. Actually, no. For this, it wouldn't actually just be an attack. It would be a general... Make me like a... Make me a strength check. And skilled strength check? Yeah, straight up strength check. Okay. Seven. What is the fucking going on? You... You do hack a a few of them. You manage to bat a couple of them away from your shins, but they've still got a tight hold on your feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does the... What's she doing? You hear a voice come from above again. Oh, you were filled with such fire and fervor before. You seem to think you could do this all by yourself. And now what? You prostrate yourself before me? Fine. If you want to just give in, sink into the darkness. And make me another dexterity saving throw. Fuck's sake. Come on, float. 23. 23. Another hail of arrows comes from a different point above you this time, except now you're kind of expecting it and you leap forward. You tear your kind of feet free as best you can and kind of roll off to the side. You get caught a little bit. You still take um, six points of damage, but you partially saved yourself. Okay. And it is your turn again. Um... I shouted it. You can hit me as much as you want. This is a fight 
um, this isn't a real fight, basically. And then, well, it's high up on the ground, so I can't hit it. Um, what can I do, guys? What are my options? Um, do you do you did you get rid of your old bow that you had before Zan's cacophony? Ooh, double check that motherfucker. Uh, no, I did not. So you're you still carrying the second bow? I am. On you. Yeah. So I take that from my back because obviously I carry two longbows because I'm awesome. <laughs> Why not? You yeah. never know. Well, you yeah. never know. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Hmm? And I aim. Have you got it? Have you got any like special attacks that you Ooh. can go at it with like free bow, free right, arrows so or anything? Should I try discordant melody? No, that's associated to my bow. Yep. Uh, no, I've got... got... You've got crap plays of dice you can roll yeah. to do stuff when you, when you make an attack. I have a lightning arrow. Do it. Yeah. It's a dream. Well, you've still got Do all it. your stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a dream, then in theory you might wake up and still have the arrows. So <laughs> why not use them? Yeah. So a notch, a lightning arrow. So... What are you firing at? Do you have a target? Or are you holding an action until you see something? Because you could do that as well. I can't see this person. No. She flew straight up into the air, and as I've described, this place is basically just pure darkness. You could try take basically like a blind shot, so you'd be taking a shot at disadvantaged. You don't know exactly where she is, though. I can't do two actions, because I'd actually take out the orb. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a drift globe? Yeah. Uh, you I could couldn't use do an both. Um, it's true. <laughs> you are um, correct <laughs> yeah you can either get out the globe and still be there with your sword or yeah, get out. I might as well get out the globe because I'm not going to put my bow away to then get out the globe later to so, get out the globe and lob it up in the air yeah and casting daylight not just the normal light daylight okay then do you remember what the spell does exactly or do I need to look it up look it up please Fuck it, shall I get the boat out? Flo manages to remember exactly what the spell does. (laughs) Tell us what Flo remembers. (laughs) The fucker. (laughs) Daylight. Has a range of 60 feet, lasts for an hour. Um, A 60-foot radius sphere of light spreads out from a point you choose within range. The sphere is bright light and sheds dim light an additional 60 feet. So if you choose a point on an object you are holding, or one that isn't being worn or carried, the light shines from the object and moves with it, so basically it's shining from your drift globe in this instance, completely covering the effective objects, uh, affected object with an opaque object. Yeah, basically it's a big sphere of light that you've uh, yes. put out there. Oh. Um, if any of the spell overlaps with an area of darkness created by a spell level 3 or lower, the spell that created that darkness is dispelled. However, I'll tell you straight up, this ain't that sort of darkness. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a spelly kind of darkness. You, okay, you activate daylight and it does send out light. It doesn't send out quite as much as you expect. It only seems to just about struggle to do 60 foot of light. 
and gives you a, a vague idea of what's in the area. The darkness almost seems to be attacking the light as it gets close to it, but the spell is holding just about. You see below you, in a bit more clarity, this kind of tar-like liquid that you're stood on. You notice that little tendrils keep rising from it and like heading towards you as best they can. Uh, you see the ones that you escape from are almost trying to head back towards you as well. And all around you, you don't see any sign of Nightmare Sophia. Okay, so She's is that, that's, that, yeah, that's my action done. And okay, done. okay. Well, her turn. Ah, uh, so you cling to a light in the darkness. Good, good. This wouldn't be any fun if you didn't at least try. Let's just see what monsters you illuminate down here. And you watch as about 20 feet in front of you. Actually, no, sorry, 10 feet in front of you. The tar seems to rise up and start to take a form. It takes a few moments, but you recognize the creature that's now stood before you because you were fighting it earlier today. It is a version of the Umber Hulk made out of this black tar. Um, I get my bow out and shoot it. Mm. Yeah, I'll shoot it if I get... Mm. <laughs> it, I was going to say, it'll be a disadvantage, won't it? Will it? Ten feet. Uh, it's ten feet away from you, so you can shoot it just fine. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Is there any point in me shooting at, uh, like, a lightning arrow at that thing instead of her. I probably wouldn't waste the arrow on it. No, not a lightning arrow. Well, I don't, we don't know. We don't know what kind of damage is going to affect this thing. Because yeah. it's yeah. made out it's made out of the, the the this black tar, whatever it may be. And yeah, and it will hurt me, I'm guessing. But fuck it. I'm just gonna attack it with my ordinary faithful longbow. Go for it. 25 and 13. The arrow hits home and it like sinks into this creature's tar. You see like chunks of the tar fall away and are reabsorbed by the well, water or ocean as you might even look at it due to the size below it and it kind of gets reabsorbed. Mm. Nothing. So, There's nothing I can do with this. Well, the creature... You've got more than Oh one. yeah, two shots. Yeah, you, you do, got two, you two shots, shots, but that also sounds like it did damage it. It's not yeah. been reabsorbed by the thing, by the creature itself. It's been reabsorbed by what you stood on. So it sounds like you you have damaged it at least. So maybe go with your lightning arrow this time, because you can always throw you know luck or superiority dice at it if you need to. Mm, true. Yes. Obviously, from a backseat gamer standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good. So do I do my normal bow, then add the lightning damage on top? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, it's, it's your arrow, da- oh, basically your bow damage, then... Uh, sake. Hmm. Right, that's 15 and 12. Okay. Roll your... Is it 2D, 2d6, I believe, or 2d8? Um, wait a minute. Sorry. should say on the arrow. Uh, 2d6. Okay. Roll your 2d6. Okay. Yeah, but I'm worried about the hit. Ten. Okay. Um, Well, the 15 does still seem to hit the creature. You notice this thing is almost... It's it's not like the real version you notice now. Like, it 
It's not as formed or as solid. When the arrow hits it and the lightning bursts across its flesh, more of that tar goes kind of flying away, and you see like there's almost like a just a gaping wound in this creature's chest now where the tar has been like destroyed. Awesome. And then... Does it look hurt? Uh, it doesn't seem to be showing pain, but if you were to judge by its form, it looks damaged. Mm. I'll leave it at that, I think, guys. That's, yeah, you... Fine. Action surge, but... You, but you could you could do another action, yeah, but then you might want to save that action search. Exactly, for, for that fucker. Mega Sophia. Mega Sophia. Well, no, I suppose that's thinking too hard about it. <laughs> thinking too hard. Well, well no, I'm just, I'm just thinking that you could be hurting her as you're destroying this thing, because we don't know whether this is a construct as, like, an extension of her or not. Yeah. True, but but we're not going to know. So no, and you to me, yes, yeah, save your actions, action surge, like you say, and yeah, see, see how it plays. Yeah, till it till it's important. Till the yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's me done. Okay, so this creature, the foe Umber Hulk, charges towards you and does much like it did in real life, takes two swings of its claws at you and tries to grasp at you with its mandibles. The first claw hit actually makes contact and smashes into your side and almost knocks you straight to the ground with the sheer force of it. Um, But its following attacks just swing wild as you start dodging out of the way, kind of realizing that, oh shit, this thing can and and is hurting you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You take... How much damage do you take? You take... Nine points of damage. Slashing damage. Right. So I'm not looking that healthy, guys. Well, about half, half health now. Okay. If I die, I might wake up. Or, yeah. I mean, you, you, <laughs> the thing is that this, this is this is all to do with your rage, so you can't even go into a rage unless, no, I exactly. guess... exactly. Uh, I assume so. Unless you, you try, in which case you might be giving in anyway. Exactly, so. and I'm not going to give in. That's not no? Sophia. Okay. What? No, 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 no. Just... Yeah. yeah, no, but I, I was thinking about it while we had the break. Sophia doesn't give a shit about anything else other than finding her brother. And all of this bullshit, doing the dreams, um, the revolution, whatever, that's got nothing. I have no interest in it, really. So. And if I can't find my... Well, yeah. And I, all I want to do is find my brother. And that's it. You're kind of an un- unwilling party in all of this. Yes, exactly. You, you, you've kind of gone into it because that's... Yeah, that's I'm thinking you... this is a means to an end. Hmm. I'm not in it for power, personal gain, vengeance, or any of it. So, yeah. Indeed. If I die, I might wake up. Well, maybe. Or you might yeah. just die. Yeah, well. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's your turn. Is it? It is. Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Right. So is it up close to me now? It is right up in your face. Right. Might as well take my longsword and shield, raising my AC. Okay. As you discard the bow, it sinks into the tar. 
I didn't say I discarded it. You kind of you have to to draw your... Shh, yeah. Shut up, Matt. Sorry, Sorry man. Which side are you on, mother... I am impartial. <laughs> Question, have you got any spells? Uh, not spells, even. Uh, potions. Um, other, than, other than minor healing potions. Have you got anything uh, else? Okay. Ooh, fireball. I do have the fireball spell scroll thing. I have a potion of flying. Ooh. Ooh. That's interesting. And isn't it good that I keep the inventory? Yeah. Yep. Potion of heroism. Um, what does that do? Does that give you health? I don't know. And torsaline. That interesting. gives you strength. I think that gives you strength. And health. Tommy actually has the torsaline. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right. Should I start flying? Could could do. Well, it take you in theory take you away from yeah this creature. Can I retract or... my throwing of my shit? Ah, uh, you can retract it if you wish to. Oh. Thank you, Cookson. Because I'm kind. You are kind. Yeah. See? <laughs> see. Go on then. Float away, Mary Poppins. Yeah. So I what was it? I take the flask with feather. Oh, it's a flask with a feather in it. I'm guessing. Yes. Do be aware if you move away from the creature, you will suffer an attack of opportunity. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I think. <laughs> Find out. Yeah. Critical. No. <laughs> Whose side are you on, Matt? I'm on nobody's side. I'm just making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I then swig that down, I'm guessing. Okay, so you now have, I believe it's a flight speed of 60? I don't know. Did you not write it down next to the potion? No. This was mm. months ago. That's why you make notes next to the potions. <laughs> yes that's what i will do next time but but but, but flo has perfect recollection of what she what the person (laughs) can you Uh, remind us of what flo perfectly recalls (laughs) i'm not bitter (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you drink this potion you gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one hour and you can hover if you're in the air where, when the potion wears off, you fall unless you have some other means of staying aloft. There you go. Yeah, see? Google! Yep. You got a parachute there. So yeah, that's hope. Yeah. So you have a flight speed of 30 then. Okay, cool. Okay. So you fly upwards 30 feet? Yes. Just straight up? Straight up. Okay. Uh, as you fly up, the creature, the Umberhulk, does take a swing at you, but it did roll a natural two, so <laughs> misses horribly. Nice. Yay! I, I, I throw out the finger. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm classy. I'm Mary Poppins, bitch. <laughs> In theory, if you still have your bow, you can now shoot at it with reckless abandon. True. That reckless abandon sounds like it's a skill, but <laughs> <laughs> if only you use reckless abandon. <laughs> there is a reckless attack for barbarians. Yeah, that's mm. probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mm. Uh, are you taking a shot at the umber hulk? Uh, yes, because I can't see the other thing. Nope. Mm. Right. Uh, I got too many sheets open. Open up. Yeah, sixteen and nine damage. 
16, another arrow kind of sinks into it. This one goes straight through the creature's shoulder and its arm kind of slops to the ground and like disappears back into the tar. Okay, and um, do I get another attack? You do. I was just worried that taking the potion made things... Uh, that's, a, that's a bonus action. Yeah. In okay. our game, anyway. In our game, yeah. 22 and 6. I just superiority dice to that. Yeah, I was going to do. Ah. But thank you. No, no. I'm, <laughs> such a, I'm such a backseat gamer. It's horrible. <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, so re-roll the damage. You know, you roll additional damage. That's it. 1d8. Yep. 1d8. 2, for f- fuck's sake. That could have gone better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Not only a backseat gamer, a backseat heckler as well. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dickhead. However, the yep. bow, the arrow sinks into the creature's skull and it starts to dissolve back into the tar. Cool. Well, the whole thing? Yep. Cool. Does that mean it's dead? Mm, oh, gone. Dying, at least. Okay. Is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. I'm flying now, motherfuckers. <laughs> you are indeed 30 feet in the air. Yeah. As you're floating there, you hear the voice return yet again. There we go. There's that fighting spirit. And oh, so clever, too. Always using your brain. Good. But let's make this more interesting. And you watch as a creature bursts out of the tar, flies straight up towards you, and as you look down, you're face to face with a very similar looking to when you saw it before creature that was identified as a wraith as it barrels towards you, a hand outstretched to tear into you. And it makes its attack. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> and luckily for you, it actually misses. You manage to kind of swing backwards almost out of like just sheer reflex, but you're now face to face with the billowing shadowy darkness that is almost even though it's like billowing out in shadow, you notice the shadow becomes liquid as it comes off the creature and starts to drip back to the ground. Again, this creature seems to be made out of the liquid from below, but it does look very much like the wraith that almost killed all of you. Yeah, so my thinking is, that Umberholt didn't have the hit points that the real Umberholt had. It might have had the strength, but it didn't have the abilities such as the charisma saving throws. Mm -hmm. So this wraith may look like a wraith, may move like a wraith, and may, attack may, like a wraith, may may attack as a wraith, but it doesn't mean that I can't hit it out of the air. True. Right. Yeah. True. Um. Uh. How far away is it from me? It is right up in your face. Can I back away and shoot at it? You will take an attack of opportunity, but you may do that if you wish. There's no way of sheathing my bow without dropping it, is there? Not if you wish to actually take an action on this turn. You can sheathe your bow as an action, but then you'd have to action surge to do anything else. Mm, guys? Um, I don't know. I think... Can you stop not, it with an arrow? I don't think you can make a melee attack with a bow. Yeah. 
Well, you could, but I think it'd just be a normal strength attack. Like it would a, be like yeah, an yeah. improvised weapon, technically, yeah. if you try to stab someone with it. So, yeah. unskilled strength, yeah. Uh, something like that, yeah. I'd yeah. have to double check the rules, but it's not—it's not a great attack, put it that way. No, no, it's—it's—it's no, it's, not—it's not worth doing. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how much how useful your bow is going to be for this fight if it yeah. can fly around as well. So maybe maybe that now's the time to use that action surge and sheath the bow because it might still be useful. Yeah, later I on. do. Okay, I remove my well, I put my bow back on my back and use my action surge. While using my to attack with my longsword, okay. So your your longsword and shield out now, so your AC's yes. gone up. Yeah, Cookson, okay. is that right with you? Uh, so sorry, did you say you put your bow away or you dropped it? I put my bow away. Oh, okay, so that was your action. Yeah. yeah, and then I've taken my action action surge. Okay, go for it. Okay, and I'm going to attack twenty five and ten. You cut into that thing, and you watch as like. The tar seems to come off it like spraying like blood, but the creature is a, seems to take a similar sort of effect as the previous one, where it it physically seems to take the damage, but it doesn't seem to care about it. I could be just going all night, just hacking at it. Well, there'll be a li- there'll, there'll be a limit to what she can throw at you before she has to come down. Do you think? It's a boss fight. Of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a That's dream. I mean. it's, a bo- it's a boss fight. Yeah. I'm not an sends- idiot and go... <laughs> Come at me, bro. 1v1 me. That's exactly what you did. You even did the pose. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. exactly what you did. Hey, hey, hey. No, <laughs> no one else around with me. All right. And, uh, I'm not insane. People who've been paying attention may have noticed a theme so far. Just just saying. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed a theme to the creatures, Flo? Yeah. Yes. What's the theme? Things that we fought. Specifically, things that I fought. Specifically, I don't know what Matt. What you? What you? What? What? What was it? What was it that you were here about? My dark. Well, the fact that I was using my mark. Your rage. Yeah. So what? What? What specific about these creatures? Did I use rage on them? Yeah. Oh, there's only two of them then, because that's all I remember using my rage for. We'll see. Okay. I don't remember anymore, but I'm sure they probably were. I should Cookson, listen more. As an impartial person, mm-hmm. do you remember if I killed any, well, used my rage any other time? You have used your rage exactly two times once against the Umber Hulk and once against a Wraith. Damn it, why did I use it against the Umber Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> you killed it now. Yeah, I was actually thinking too- uh, while I was listening back. That I probably wouldn't have this dream if I hadn't used it. They used my um, rage. Against the Umberhulk? Yeah. Yeah. Me? Possibly. I will never know. And we might have all had a good night's sleep, and that's not really in keeping with the podcast, is it? Mm. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really in keeping with the aesthetic of this podcast. Right, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, after a year, I was hoping y'all had started to put certain connections together by now. Oh, just me. Mm. It's very easy to say that when you wrote the fucking shit. <laughs> it really is. And you have your notes in front of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only good thing, right, so the podcast has enabled me to listen back and actually remember things that have happened. Whereas before, like a year ago, it'd be a while until the next 
edition, <laughs> and I would not remember a fucking thing. <laughs> that is very handy with the podcast. I listen yes. back and like, yeah. oh yeah, I said that. <laughs> and that's how we've had 1,000 listens. <laughs> yeah, right. thanks guys. Just, yeah. just, just us constantly listening to our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because because Bunkle does like the sound of his own voice. I do love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> anyway, was anyway, I attacking? You were doing something. You were attacking, I believe. You've made yes. one attack. I made one attack, did I? And you've got a second one coming up, so roll that dice. Do you mean to attack? Yes. <laughs> I was like, hit dice, you need to be more specific about which dice I'm throwing. <laughs> 18 and 10. Again, you slash across, going back the other way, and it seems to lose a chunk of its... I hesitate to say flesh because it's very skeletal and shadowy, but it just seems to go flying away into the darkness. And, uh, so it's still there. It's still stood in front of you. Okay, because you, when you said flying away to the darkness, I was like, so just just the flesh, not the creature. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Okay. That, well, I literally can't do anything else. Okay. Time for its <clears> turn. <throat> it <laughs> definitely hits. Um, you take. A lot of damage. Uh, you take 17 points of Jesus necrotic Christ. damage. Right, so I've got 17 health points. Still. Ouch. Do Can't take I... another one of those. Uh, you've got a... Um, well, you, yeah, you've got a, a health potion, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Second wind as well. And second wind, whichever you think could give you more. What does second wind give me? Uh, it's in your skills. Ten plus my fighter level. I'm a six. So, so plus one d ten up to sixteen, but yeah. also could be could only be seven. Mm-hmm. Just because I rolled seven earlier, Matt. Honestly. <laughs> so the wraith just lunges towards you and basically just almost sticks its hand straight through you, and you feel it, feel it basically like tearing at your soul as your life seems to drain away. It just smiles at you, and it's like glowing yellow eyes, which are getting covered by the dripping of this tar. This it looks like a horrifying abomination of both shadow and liquid, and it just sort of smiles at you. You could never kill me, not without it. And that's its turn. Okay. Um, do you know why we killed you? It's because I had my friends to have my back. And then I hit it again. Go for it. Okay. Attack! <laughs> Ooh, nine and eight. I'm going to throw something at it. Use your luck to re-roll the... Yeah. Well, we don't hit. know if that hits or not. Um, we don't know what AC these things have. True. Yeah. So. I don't think I want to risk it for a biscuit, though. Or, or just ask if it hits. I think most. I think your superiority dice. Don't you have to declare it before I tell you whether it hits or not? You you do, but it's it was using a luck. Was, well, yeah, you... I was gonna say it was luck. Uh, uh, for luck, no, that did not hit. Uh, uh, no, it's only just called it melody where I need to declare. No, before uh, I hit it. Everything else, I can just. Well, your superiorities don't affect your hit. They only affect your um, damage. So you will. No, apparently, you would... it can do both. It can do both oh, okay, i'm not yeah. certain whether you oh anyway uh but yeah you miss so do what you're gonna do okay re-roll uh, luck may- lets me re-roll 1d20 so re-roll that d20 
d20 for hit. Just roll another attack. Yeah. Uh, I checked your rules. It is before or after, so yeah, you missed. Okay. Um, attack! Fucking hell. 10, 11? Uh, 10, still not good enough. Right, okay, so... And take your second attack. Yeah, second attack. Thank you for something pithy to say, but I've got nothing. 18 and 10. 18, however, does hit. Yay! After kind of flailing at it initially as you're kind of trying to push its shadowy arm away from you, you spin and smash it on the side of the face with like the uh, the pommel of your sword, and it turns away in like disgust as bits of its flesh start to crack and tear away. Shit. I should have taken some kind of potion. You, you still can with a with a bonus action. Awesome. Uh, right, so I'm gonna. Can I use my second wind? Yes, that's a bonus action. Yep. That's one d10 plus six. Oh, too many tabs. I don't know how DMs do it. It's just too many. Seven plus it's, six is thirteen. Hey, you get thirteen hit points back. Whoop nice. whoop. Bringing my total up to 30. And DMs do it with the greatest of difficulty, but we make it look easy. Exactly. It's because mm-hmm. we're not watching you that it makes it look easy. That's true. <laughs> you you don't see me fr- frantically clicking around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's back to the creature's turn. And it's going to try rip out your soul again. <laughs> And I rolled a natural three and missed horribly. Ah! Sad times. Sad times in DM land. (laughs) (laughs) The very lonely land of DM land. (laughs) Almost like penis land, but... Well, Penn Island, sorry. Penn Island, that's it. Penn Island. Ruin the joke, Matt. Penn Island. I didn't ruin the joke. No, I said I ruined the joke. Uh, I thought you said you ruined the joke, Matt. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't ruin the joke. Obviously, I'm always normally blaming you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought I just assumed... <laughs> it's probably my fault. <laughs> All right, it is your turn again. Is it really? It Smack is. The bitch up. Back it up. Right. I attack twenty-two and nine. That would be a hit. Yes. Do you want to add a superior- indeed. Do you, do you want to add a superiority dice to the damage? Mm, yeah. Fuck it. That's another D8. Plus five, so that's 14 in total. For that, go. Okay. That's uh, that's a hit, and again, a decent bit of damage. You watch, most of this creature has almost fallen away at this point. Despite the fact it seems to not even notice, it's definitely looking horribly ragged. Mm. I take heart in the fact that it looks like shit, and I attack it again with my longsword. Ooh, 10 plus an 11. That won't hit. Therefore, I will use another luck to re-roll my attack. So I attack again. 25, uh, 26 hits. Wow. And, I... and what a hit. Yeah. With a natural 20, Yee! you grab onto this creature's arm feeling like the cold darkness radiating off it stare straight in its face and spin your longsword and take its head clean off watching as its yellowy eyes kind of wink out as the body almost like dissolves in your hands and falls back down towards the tar 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Good job, uh, Sue. Uh, say something cool. I can't <laughs> think of anything cool. This is well, why I'm bad at D&D. We'll, we'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll edit something cool in. in <laughs> insert, insert good comment here. Yeah. Insert yeah. pithy retort. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we already know that Cookson doesn't edit this shit. <laughs> no, I keep all your failures. <laughs> but yet none of his own. Hmm. Precisely. This is where one day he releases an episode that is literally just us screwing up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all the scrubs. It's an outtakes episode. As you're floating there, goes, you hear the voice, Oh, well done. Fighting to the last. And with all your little tricks and strengths, let's try taking one of those away. And you start to fall. Okay, well, it's only 30 feet, right? It is only 30 feet, so make me a... Actually, no, you don't. It's just straight-up fall damage. So you would take... Is there anything you could do? Is there anything at all you've got that you could do anything about that fall? Before it happens. Make a boat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker, I got a boat. (laughs) I mean, if you want to crash onto hard splintering wood, I mean, that's up to you. But uh, you are going to take nine fall damage. What does potion of... Wait a minute. Potion of heroism wouldn't actually do anything, would it? No, heroism gives you the bless spell, basically. It does. Yeah. It's in my inventory. (laughs) Throw a fireball at her. Um... Well, first off, it's her turn. So you go crashing to the ground and you smack hard into the tar. And you feel the little tendrils start to rise up around you again, but slowly. And it is back to your turn. Okay. I still have my bow and arrow. Can I see her now? No. Or not? You see nothing but darkness outside the dim light that you have. I might as well just ready in action. Or, or take Call a minor out. healing potion. Call her out. Take your minor healing potion, yeah, but call her out. Let's, let's you know. Is she serious? Let's end it. One on one. Yeah, give, give, yeah. Give, give her some shit about being a pussy and hiding. Yeah. You should know what you hate being called, so call her that. <laughs> Rich girl. Carol oh, rich girl oh, making oh. other people fight her battles for her. That's very true. Right, so minor healing potion. I have the details of a healing potion, but not a minor one. Uh, it's yeah. Minor is just what I call like the lowest level one. It's 2d4 plus 2. Yeah, 2d4. Whating fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's a double one, snake eyes. <laughs> plus 2. Yeah, plus 2. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Four hit points. Uh, you uh, you brush a bit of the tar off you and like stumble to your feet and heal up a little bit. Not a lot though. Just 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 wipe wipe the co- little bit of blood out of the corner of your mouth, just like in a really cool way. Just like swipe your sleeve across the face, just like yeah. You know, t- shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm sorry. I scream at her. You privileged little nobody. Going up there, being all high and mighty, thinking you're the bee's knees when you haven't done anything to me. You send all these little things at me. I know, I remember that I've only used 
my rage twice. What are you going to bring up next? Huh? I'll leave it at that. Okay. I think you'll find you've drawn on my power far more often than that. And you feel your hand suddenly stab with a tremendous amount of pain. It almost feels like someone's just cut your hand clean off, but there's nothing around you. And you notice the brand start to glow. Oh, God. <laughs> How can I never use that? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and just because I wear your face doesn't mean I am you. Who would want to be such a wretched little failure? Something so pathetic, she doesn't even know how to stand on her own. Am what I kind of right? person doesn't... What? If I'm so wretched, why are you looking like me, then? Come show yourself. Show your true self. As you start to shout that up to the darkness, you hear from behind you. Citizen! Desist! You turn, and you see one of the illuminated. Oh, dear. And a horde of bandits, guards, gang members, all stood behind it, seeming to stretch on out into the darkness. Surely I didn't use a brand on the fucking illuminated. I don't think I fought an illuminated. Uh, yeah, but it, it's a dream, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just it, trying to be logical. Good luck bringing logic into a dream. Yeah, it's going anyway. to be what you fear. I do fear it. So, but you are um, holding an action, though. You didn't tell me what you were holding it for, so I will let you define that now as this happens. What was uh, what was your whole held action? Yeah, I run. <laughs> <laughs> I hold an action called do one <laughs> I was saying I turn around and I kick it in the nuts you were holding your sword though, yeah, so, so yeah so it's not really not much ho- you can do yeah um, I entered this dream well this this uh, session thinking that I was just going to fight so I think I'll just keep fighting sounds cool. like a plan well, you've—that was your um, missed action, effectively, because you couldn't do anything yeah. after that. Um, the illuminated raises its hand, and you see three little motes of flame appear, and it is going to cast scorching ray at you. And natural one, yeah. and it hits once out of the three bolts that come firing towards you. And you take, I think it's 2d6. I should really have this spell saved because I love it. <laughs> and Scorching Ray. Yeah, 2d6 fire damage. So you take, oh wow, I did roll Snake Eyes. You take two points of damage. Nice. Uh, everyone's As, rolling them ones today yeah, my rolls have been <laughs> horrendous like truly so yeah the two motes of flame kind of like fire past you as you sort of dodge down and try to like, hide behind your shield but the last one just as you're starting to peer over your shield to see if it's safe kind of scorches across your cheek 
And it is your turn. How close is it to me? It, at the moment, is about 40 feet away from you. Fuck. So I really need to, like... And there is an army stood behind it. <laughs> Though well, they have not moved, I'll say that. No. I, I guess I guess you can't go into a rage because this is what you're here for. Yeah, exactly. But I wonder what would happen if you tried. <laughs> um, make <laughs> I'm me... not expecting to live. <laughs> well, yeah, but... but, but, but... You could try and use this creature's power against it, but I don't think it, that's going to—it's going to work. But it's an option. It's a, I, don't know. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. To be fair, it—you know—it it makes sense that you might go into a rage at this point, but also it may end up being that that's what consumes you. Yeah, I d- I'm not going to succumb. It's not an option. And, you know, I was saying that you would probably know this, so. Yeah. Um. I would say, before you do any actual actions, make me a perception check. Yay! Ooh. Come on! Nine. With luck. <laughs> <laughs> do you wish to use a luck to re-roll that? Um, yeah, fuck it. Why the fuck not? Okay. And I get like a four or something. <laughs> Nineteen! Nineteen! Yeah, Nineteen? Much better. <laughs> you see, as you stare out at the Illuminated and you stare at all these creatures, and it is a truly horrifying sight, because when you start to look at the, what you assume would be like humans, they all look worse than even like the undead. They look decayed and rotting, but still solid enough to be a real threat like their eyes are bleeding this black and tar their mouths are like just brimming with icor they look horrifying even the illuminated as terrifying as they tend to look to you looks worse somehow almost larger than life as you stare at it and it's pointing its clawed fingers at you but you see just behind the illuminated a small light a little grey light slowly getting larger. Okay. A grey light. Right towards the light. Guessing. Where was it again, sorry? It's just behind the illuminated. So in between effectively if you're looking like forty feet that way you see the illuminated, the light is like five feet behind it, and then the horde of monstrous humans are like sixty sixty, seventy feet from where you are right now. Can I dash towards it? Uh, you can do, but the Illuminator is stood right next to it. So, I mean, you can dash and try to attack the Illuminator if you want, or do something else when you get there. Mm. Well, actually, it's 40 feet away from you, so you can't dash. Well, so, you'd have to dash, you couldn't attack. Fucking dash. Uh, Tommy, are you trying to talk? We can't hear you on the pod. Uh, sorry, my, um, my bad. <laughs> I, I accidentally pressed the mute button. My bad. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say. Count how many times you do that this year? Shut up, Flo. <laughs> uh, you, um, yeah. I guess, I guess you could dash. You'd just be stood right next to Illuminated, though. Yeah, it's not like I can run through it. I don't know what it is yet. So, because it is behind it. Yeah. I'll say with the nineteen, it is both behind it and seemingly under the water, rising upwards. Ooh, I need to wait it out. Yeah. So I guess uh, I guess it might be worth trying to ch- try and attack the illuminated. I was say whip out your bow, lightning right. arrow, have a go. Yeah, 
That's you, what I'll do. You have to with huh? Pardon me. You'd have to drop your sword to rip out your bro. Oh yeah, shit. Unless unless you use your bonus action for for no, you can't because you've used your uh, yeah. You used a lot of things. It's just 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 run up and slap it with your sword if you can. Can you reach it? No, because it's you've got what. I've got 30 foot and it's 40 feet. Ah, shit. I'm tempted to say... Drop the sword. Um, No, I'm almost tempted to say move backwards. But Why why do you think that? Well, if you're waiting it out, then Mm. get as far away from the thing as possible, but we also know that it can move pretty far if it wants. It can misty step. (laughs) Yeah, on top of its movement. Yeah. Plus, you don't know what else is out there in the darkness. You get the impression that that horde of enemies is kind of everywhere. Going to be surrounding me. I yeah. just can't yeah. see them. It's quite a predicament. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to say the least, yeah. Um, I, well, you, you're going to take another attack from this thing, whatever you do, mm. because of the distance away. So yeah. I guess what you've got to do is try and survive... It's, yeah, it's either run towards it and take the attack, or stay where you are and take the attack. Do you have any other potions that might be of any use left? A boat, guys. What, what, what happens if you lob a fucking boat at it? <laughs> I've got a fireball spell. What's scroll. the what, what's 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 the thing for the boat? What actually happens? Um, it's you throw the token into a body of water that is big enough to sustain it. And then a, I think it's like a medium-sized boat will appear. It uh, lasts I'm, for 24 hours and is magically movable, and so you don't need like a crew or anything. Okay, so I'm guessing you couldn't just like lob this thing at this guy, this thing's mouth, and a boat would appear inside him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Because <laughs> that would be really... <laughs> saliva <laughs> just just eat this bitch love <laughs> I, as much as I hate to put a damper on fun plans it does specify that what body of water needs to be at least 60 feet in diameter yeah fair enough fair enough <laughs> but I, I'm guessing and I'm guessing this this kind of pool of stuff isn't considered though I'll say this if you ever fight a giant water elemental I'll totally allow it okay <laughs> oh Guys, back pocket that one. <laughs> okay. Heroism. You gain 10 temporary hit points for an hour. That sounds good to me. All the hit points you can get. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just rolling random fucking minor healing potion that gives me like three. You can, you can also take a minor healing potion because you could take take a potion as your action and another potion as a bonus action yeah fuck it you can do that yes is that what you're gonna do gonna run run your 30 i really hope this is just me using it in dream flow and not uh we'll uh, soon find out (laughs) (laughs) because i really want to use that boat sometime so I'm, i'm just trying to hold off using that boat just, just so you know, so you, the potion of heroism, you get your 10 HP, but you're also under the effect of bless, so you can add a D4, well, roll a D4 and add the number rolled to any attack or saving throws. That's cool. Cool, so just plus D4 then. Plus D4 to every 
Yeah, attacking, saving through. So I guess you're going to run towards the light, so you're like within 10 feet of it, and then take your potions. Is that what you're doing? Why do I run? Well, no. Anywhere I move, he's going to be, well, the thing is going to be able to get me. But you'll be the the movement would be an action. No, it's not. You're not? No, because you can move and attack. Mm. So you can also, you can always move 30 feet in any direction plus an action plus a bonus action. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, and I'm, I'd, I'd be looking at Cookson if I could see him right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, you, to, you to can always, that. you can always move action, bonus action. Oh, right. I did not know that. So, yeah. in, from, from my perspective, obviously, it's, it's entirely up to you. I'd say moving towards the lights a good thing because at the moment you're two, two moves Too away far, from it. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. So I moved towards the whole thirty foot. Okay. And. Neck you... a couple of titties. He's <laughs> a potion of heroism. Okay. Um, this blue potion bubbles and steams as if boiling. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Tastes yeah. like blueberry. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just, just it's better than I thought it was going to be. Which is just that that kind of blue flavour that you get like cup drinks in. <laughs> the wonderful <laughs> flavour of blue with all the e numbers. <laughs> Uh, and then do 2d4 plus 2. Uh, 5, so that's 7. Okay, so I'm a bit healthier now. A bit healthier. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, I don't know. The effect of Bless, do you just roll one number and then add that number, or do you roll a d4 each time? Uh, you roll a d4. Wait, is, this is the d4 to attack and all the rest of it, right? Yeah, yeah. add yeah, number you... roll to attack and save throws. Yeah, you roll it each time. Right, okay, cool. Okay. Well, I've got, I have no other actions that I can do because I've literally done them all. Yeah. You've done them all. <laughs> You've done everything. I've done okay. all the stuffs. It is the Illuminated's turn. It kind of looks like analytically at you as you run up towards it, but then stop 10 feet in front of it. But it quickly reaches a decision and raises its hand again, and you see three more modes of flame appear. And I will roll. My. Mm. What's my DC now? Uh, it's your DC, AC. Sorry. Yeah. Did you throw away your shield or? No, I've I've got my shield. And sword okay. still. And sword. Uh, it only hit once, so. Lucky Yay! Good. It did. Just six... wanted to remind you, just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did six points of fire damage. Okay. You feel it, like the mode of flames, like the first two, you dodge back and forth, but the third one, just as you're turning back towards the creature, slams into your neck, and you feel a bit of like the skin just blister and bubble as the fire damage like actually burns you. And you do realize from all the hits you've taken that this feels a lot more real than any dream ever should. How much I can do about that? However, as it ends its turn... That grey light seems to grow stronger and stronger. That could be a trap. Yeah. Could well be. Could well be. As you stood before the Illuminated, and you start to feel the tendrils of Tar rise up again, almost as if facing this thing that has caused you a lot of issues and fear, and you honestly, as Sophia is rather terrified of these creatures, it's standing in front of it now like i said before it almost seems larger than life like though this feels very real it also still feels like a nightmare 
and you feel your will and resolve start to waver a little bit. Make me no, a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> my. With, with... <laughs> you do, because I tell you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ugh. But we'll see. Be wise. 17. But the 17, though, you do kind of almost snap out of it. You realize being in this place for so long, it almost has a an effect of malaise upon you. Like it's not just attacking you physically, but it's attacking your mind. For now, you kind of steal yourself. But you are worrying how long you're spending here. I need, I, so I know I need to leave. And it is your turn. How big, close is the light? It's a lot brighter now. It's all, you're almost a little surprised that no one else seems to be reacting to it. Can you reach it in this turn? Can I dive into it? You can dive towards it if you want to. No, I'm just saying, is it still underneath the gloop? It's underneath. You could try to push your hand through the tower to reach at it. Seems a good a thing as any. That would be your action if you're going to do that. Does it look like it's still moving towards me? It's moving upwards, yeah. Upwards towards the surface. But it's not quite there yet. I don't think I'm going to be able to, like, pierce the gloop, guys. Necessarily. No. Well, no, I'm standing on it. Yeah, but you got to stab down if with you your sword. You can. Or, but, yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I honestly don't know. The only it's person a here, dream. The only person who, uh, here who knows is Cookson, and he's staying nothing. So, <laughs> Cookson? Yeah. <laughs> As an impartial advisor. How <laughs> <laughs> to the light when I get to it, do you think? Uh, you could stand on top of where it is. Yes, it is within 10 feet of you. If I 15 stood, feet, actually. If I stood above it, mm-hmm. and it's... How far is it from the... Service? No, the shitting fuck. Uh, it, it is within five feet of it. Okay, so yeah, I could the still illuminated attack. didn't move. Yeah, so I could I could stand above it and attack the illuminated. If you really wanted to, sure. That didn't sound impartial, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, in 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 lieu of what 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 are your options here? What are Sophia's options here? She is stood in a very dark place, surrounded by the corpses of all the kinds of things that she's fought. Woo-hoo. Um which are all kind of shambling towards her, trying to kill her. She's fighting the thing that she fears the most, the thing that she, uh, that her will crumbled and and her resolve all went when she saw in the street. It's literally like her Dementor type thing for a a reference. So, yeah, I mean, what else have you got? That's it. Yeah. Literally, I will go stand above it. So hopefully it will absorb me as soon as it pierces the surface while I attack this thing. It's going to be a torch, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's it. Right, that's what I'm going to do, Cookson. Okay, so you're going to run the 15 feet over to it and then you're just going to attack the illuminated. Yes. Go for it. Because I'm smart like that. Uh God. I wish I had a better sword. I gave my sword, long sword plus one to fucking Tommy. 
is a short sword plus one, so... Well, I don't shit. It was a sword plus one. <laughs> yours, is, yours is a plus one. Oh, shit. Okay, that was seven and eight. That's oh. definite miss. Oh, I meant, sorry, I just accidentally closed... Oh, fucking computers. <laughs> um, what have I got? I have some more dice! It's a natural one, so the only thing you could do is a luck, which would be uh, your last luck. Fine, fuck it. It's my luck. It's your last luck. I mean, yeah. What are you waiting for? Right. Attack. 13 and 8. A 13, your sword, It as you swing towards it, it just parries you with that curved blade that makes up its right arm. Just knocks it away. Almost like you're a child just trying to swing at an adult. Kind of reminding me of my mother. You're getting a lot of uh, imagery here. Yeah. My mother's a bitch, by the way, in this. So mm. hopefully with my next attack, I'm more focused and angry and use the rage of my mother. Die, mom. <laughs> with a 15. 15. Yeah, you dig deep and try to focus on just who you are almost like a strength of will type thing and try to slam your sword against this and it almost looks like it's going to hit home when the creature almost like clicks its claws together and you see a shield of energy appear and your sword just clatters against it it casts shield as a reaction Damn magic users and their reactions mm-hmm. yeah Right, that's me spent then, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's it. Their turn? It is their turn. Do you say anything at this point as you're kind of stood before it? Nightmare Sophia kind of flying ahead somewhere, as you know, watching this whole thing and mm. mocking you almost. I will anything? not succumb. Um, I'm here to, to find James, uh, not James, David. And that is it. Uh, do your worst. Okay. The don't know why I keep thinking my brother's called James. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> your name's Bunkle. I have no idea who James is. <laughs> the Illuminated raises its blade, seemingly content to not even bother with magic against you anymore. But as it swings towards you, you feel a warmth that you just realize has been so absent from this place. This place is just nothing but cold void. But you feel a warmth around you, and you kind of remember everything you've been saying here about what you've been trying to fight against, that you're doing this, everything you've done, you've been doing for your friends and your family, and though horrifying things have stood against you you're still fighting even if you're scared even if it's difficult and people have a chance to die you've still fought and that's kind of the thoughts that are running through your head as an explosion of gray light appears at your feet because you're stood on top of it (laughs) (laughs) and almost blinds you and the illuminated kind of rears back 
like interrupting its attack effectively as this light shines out everywhere. You hear those creatures that were... What you hadn't really noticed was them slowly getting closer and closer to you, all those hordes of monstrous creatures. They kind of scream in agony of like various voices that just sound unearthly and definitely inhuman. And you see, stood next to you, a figure in shining grayish silver armor wearing a tabard across its chest and back and you see on its back as you sort of stood slightly to the side a golden symbol of a skeletal hand grasping a set of scales yeah boy <laughs> does that mean anything to anybody else yeah yes. boy <laughs> You, the the person turns towards you and he's wearing a helm, which he then kind of raises the faceplate of, and you're stood next to a man who disappeared not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Hey, friend. (laughs) Ansir smiles at you. (laughs) And he stood holding what kind of looks like his bastard sword, but looks a bit more like the one you saw his brother use that was etched with all these, like, runic symbols that were just glowing with that grayish light. In fact, his armor looks similar to what he used to wear, but it's it's like it's had a massive upgrade, put it that way. It's, like, glowing, and it's, like, got little filigrees around the edges and, like, uh, etchings and things on it, and it's covered in little symbols of runic power. And I say it's got that symbol of Kelimvor just straight across the back. Ansir charges forward, and as the Illuminated is kind of reeling, he slams his bastard sword into its side, and an explosion of grey light almost takes half this creature's body away. Its arm goes flying off, the one with with the sword. The other one kind of grasps almost uselessly as its head sort of twitches mechanically. And that's the Illuminator's turn done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sears in his final form. <laughs> yeah. <Yay! laughs> uh, no, I was, I was, I was going to say, is that as that bright shining light just came up from beneath you, I was going to say that Sophia always did think the sun shone out of her ass. <laughs> 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 and now it's true. It now is. it is true. <laughs> But then my homie turned up and it was all good. I was like, <laughs> uh, the, the sun shines out my ass. It turns out to be Antir. There you go. It was out my ass. Yeah, well, this whole time. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia, it's your turn. What do you do? Um, is it dead or is it still alive? It's still kind of half formed, but it's not looking good. Right. Because I've seen Antir and. I've mourned him very deeply, um, missing him like hell. Um, I'm not going to hug him. I will wait until I'm not in peril. So I... Ooh, how far away is this thing from me? It's right in front of you. Can I flank it? Yeah, sure. Oh, I go to flank and take my longsword and attack with advantage. Go for it. You, you finally get that chance to fight alongside Ansir against this thing. Yeah. 
Exactly. We always wanted to fight illuminated with answer. Mm. Uh, 24 plus and six damage. Six damage. You run almost straight past the illuminated and turn around to try to take it unawares as it's kind of reaching out with its clawed hand towards Ansir, like it taking its long, like almost knife-like fingers closer and closer to his face. Ansir just kind of smiles at it as your blade just comes round and takes its head clean off and it goes tumbling down just to the side, almost to the feet of one of the other creatures that's still kind of blinded and like thrashing around. Um, I turn to Ansir and say, please tell me you're real. I'm not entirely sure, but I was real enough to help out. Thank you for coming to my rescue. Unlike what I did for you. He smiles at you and he kind of shakes his head. There was nothing you could have done. I know this. You should realize that too. No matter how painful it is. The dice fall where they may. Hey, dice pun. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And because it's my dream, he says nice things to me. So that's all good. He was nice to you before. No, no, no. But like, like I'm putting words in his mouth, literally, because it's my dream. You're not entirely sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm never really sure, actually. Matt's cheated on me so many times in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. I wake up and I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Literally, she, she's annoyed at me for the entire day for something I did in her dream. It's like, what? What, what did I do? You cheated on me. No, I didn't. <laughs> dream me is a dick. All right. This is that how Flo truly sees me. <laughs> Just a bastard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, um, are you here to fight with me against Goth he... me? <laughs> He nods and goes, I'm not sure how long I can stay here. Kalemvor doesn't like those who return from the grave, but it seems at least today I have his blessing for whatever reason. I'll do what I can. Don't lose hope here. That's what it wants. I will never succumb. He kind of smiles at you again. He puts his helmet back on, and you see he's like wreathed in this like grayish light. It just... You can just feel that this is, like, divine energy. Whatever has allowed him to be here has, like, pierced the veil of wherever you are. And he charges out into this horde of creatures that now, once you see them kind of writhing and thrashing, you notice they're not even human anymore. Like, their arms are, like, distended. Their teeth are, like, fangs. Their faces are half-mutated and, like, horned and ridged, like bone spurs coming out of them. They look horrifying but answer just wades into them setting off these small like explosions of power every time he swings he seems to in this moment be drawing them away from you as he kind of battles into the distance you just see is like that gray light of his disappearing off further as he kind of continues the fight right, do i charge after him or do I do? well if he's trying to get them away from me I should go in the opposite direction uh, it's up to you what do you like to do or, or do you want to charge into battle with him like like the the, the, the fight music plays and you just, <laughs> you just so he's trying he's sacrificing him nah yeah 
fuck it, I'm going to go and wade in with him because he's sacrificing himself, metaphorically speaking, again. Mm. And that's the one thing that you kind of, up to this point, been... It's, it's weighed on you heavily, the fact yeah. that you... I wasn't able to save him. So yeah, fuck it. I ran after the fucker. Crazy bastard. You charge after him, and I won't make you roll for this, because let's say it's almost a cinematic moment as the pair of you fight side by side and back to back, crushing these creatures that seem to, as every time you smash them, kind of try to reform out of the tar, but the pair of you together decimate their numbers over the next few moments enough that they start to retreat. Answer, um... He thanks you for your help. Didn't know if I could do it without you. I definitely couldn't do it without you. I think you've got something to finish here. I'll keep these things at bay for you with what power I have left. I feel my time here is running, running on empty. End this. Oh well, I promise you. He wades out, but this time he's not swinging his sword. He kind of grabs his symbol of Kalembor, and that aura of holy energy seems to, like, beacon out. And as he just kind of, like, walks forward, these creatures, as they get close to him, almost, like, dissolve. Like, they can't get anywhere near him. Like, he's got some sort of beacon of protection around him. And he disappears off, seemingly beyond your sight. But you kind of feel that he's still out there protecting you from those things, at least. Um, I scream to the heavens. I told you, I fight, I win because of my friends. Even in death, they come back to help me. Uh, what more do you have to throw at me? I will defy your want as, uh, yeah, I will defy you. As you shout that, you notice the sky above you, that darkness... It's almost emanating an overwhelming aura of just pure hatred. It's palpable to the point where it almost knocks you to your knees, but you steel yourself against it. You just hear the voice come back again. No, no, you do not understand. You are mine. You were promised to me. I will not let you leave. And the nightmare version of you comes barreling down from the sky, almost like a missile, and slams this long spear. It's almost just made out of energy that seems to solidify as it gets to you and impales you straight through the chest, keeping you stuck like almost half suspended as this creature you notice is starting to lose your form like its skin is breaking away and you just see an endless darkness underneath the skin almost worse than the creatures you've been fighting it's almost like solidified darkness it's drawing your eyes into like an endless abyss that you find it difficult to look away from but you can see this thing is angry in a way that it's difficult to even comprehend. Like, you've seen people be in a rage or angry in terms of, like, humans, like, people you know. You've even seen, like, 
people who scare you get angry. This is to the point where it's almost a physical aura of anger and rage that you realize when you've been drawing on its power, you've only kind of tasted the smallest amount. And as you're basically suspended there on this spear, you realize even though it impaled you and the shock of it as it as your armor shattered and you've got like this hole going straight through you and you're bleeding and for a moment you start to panic and then you realize it doesn't hurt. All your wounds, they don't really hurt anymore. You, you're struggling to move as this energy is coursing through you from the spear as these like little black bolts are charging off it down your flesh but it's not doing any actual damage to you anymore. Mm. Um, and I say, I told you I'd never submit, but it's time for you. You have no idea what forces you mess with, you petulant little mortal. You start to hear music. And you notice, being that this creature's holding a spear, it's not holding your bow anymore. And you start to hear a hum that sounds so sweet to the ears. And it's one of those tunes that gets been sticking in your head every so often that you've not really focused on. But you remember when you first attuned to your weapon, you were humming a song as you walked down the street. And you realize it's that tune. Can I kind of draw to it or pull from it and hopefully my bow appears or in my hand? Not that I can do anything with my bow, to be honest. (laughs) You start, yeah, you start focusing on that sound, trying to almost will your usual weapon back to you. Uh, You almost catch yourself, you catch yourself like humming along to the, to the song which seems to confuse the creature and as you do you notice it's almost like magical notes like little strands of music rise around the creature and start to almost form a barrier between you and it the spear disappears from its hand and as the music grows closer and closer to it It seems to burn away at this shadowy nature, and it retreats into the darkness. And you're alone. You kind of drop to the tar, but the tar doesn't seem to be trying to grasp at you anymore. The pain in your hand from the brand seems to just disappear. Does the brand disappear or just the pain? You look, if you look at it, the brand is there, but it Normally you don't see the brand unless you activate it. It, like, appears briefly. But now you can see it, but it's not, like, a solid tattoo anymore. It's it's faded to almost a bit like a faded scar. As that happens and you're kind of collecting your thoughts and wondering just what's going on, the music kind of grows a little bit closer and you hear a, a voice that you really did not expect coming out of the darkness just behind you sounds like a little old man <gasps> um i think 
That's enough of that. Sorry it took me so long to help. I am... Um, kind of lost myself there for a moment. You turn and you see a man you don't recognize at all. He is small, hunched over, looks very old, but seemingly moving about okay. And he's holding a um, viola, which is like a type of violin, basically. I know what uh, a viola is. <laughs> sorry, I'm saying viola. It's not viola. It's a viol... V-O-L, something like that. It's V-I-O-L, if I remember correctly from the spelling. Okay. Well, it, yeah, it's like, it looks like a violin, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it is bone white, and he is playing it with a... Um, he was he is just playing it, and that's where all these little strands of magical energy seem to be coming from. Who are you, and where did you come from? <sighs> Sorry, I've not really been able to introduce myself. It's difficult to talk. In fact, it seems only in death I even found a voice. My name was Eric. Eric Zan. Um, I believe you know me in the form I seem to now inhabit. And he kind of holds his his instrument out, and it changes into the bow that you use. Oh. Zan's cacophony. Ah. Here's my bow! See, Bunkle, you're not the only one that has some really An cool instrument. <laughs> yeah, no, an instrument slash something humanoidish. <laughs> Just gonna make sure he doesn't eat me or anything. <laughs> So, so you're the reason why I I can shoot like I can with the bow that makes it so special. Um, in a way, uh, I'm not entirely sure what they did to me after I passed. I think that bow was made from me in some way. Are you happy as a bow? Because, um, shut up, I would release it if it wasn't happy as a bow, all right? Mm. Yes. Stop laughing at me. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, I must admit, until now, I've been in great pain. I tried to scream, but I'm not sure if it ever came through. It's... A strange existence. I don't really know what's going on around me at times. I I still hear my music, but I don't know if it ever makes it to your ears. Your music but, is beautiful. I have, hear it most almost every day. <laughs> Thank you. Luckily, creatures like that could never stand it. <laughs> um, but the pain seems gone now. And you look at the bow in his hand, and it it's definitely your bow, but it looks a little different, a little brighter, a little... Uh, th your bow always looked a little bit macabre. It looked like it was made from bone. And it still kind of does, but it looks more like it was something that was crafted rather than something that was forced together by some sort of unholy ritual. It now looks more like an actual bow. And it seems to just glow slightly. 
Mm. Okay. So it looks better. He feels better. Yeah. Anyone? Anything, guys? Say to that? Uh, him cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Little pat on the head. <laughs> um... You might you might want to just like apologize for the fact that you were using his spirit yeah. to kill people, but yeah, maybe. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, in theory, it sounds kind of like you've freed him from whatever. Well, I think I think you have, yeah, but. I hope so. Yeah. Um... Debt repaid. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> Um, I'm telling you, the only thing to do is to give him a cuddle. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to my aid during the fight. I'm sorry I couldn't do more. It seems I was only able to act once the creature lost itself to its own rage. I, I would have helped earlier if I could. Uh, I wish I could have drawn from you earlier, but... Um, your intervention has saved my dream slash life. Well, it seems you may have saved my afterlife, so it seems even to me. <laughs> is is, is still out there? Fighting? You can't really tell at this point. He's either gone beyond where you're able to sense him or he's had to return to wherever he came from. He did say his time was limited. Yeah, here. yeah. Just wondering where this spirit's going to go now. Yeah. Um, Eric kind of looks around and goes, I'm afraid my music will only keep this monster at bay for a short while. We need to get you out of here. It's not safe. You can't come back here. It's These things are relentless... And powerful far beyond you under- your understanding. Far beyond anything. I did what I could, but I can already feel it straining against the bonds. It will return in far greater force. Do you know how I can leave? I think I remember the Dreamlands well enough to get you out of here. Thank you so much. Well, I'll do what I can at least. And here, and he gives you your bow back. And goes, I don't know what it will be like from now on. Perhaps you'll be able to hear my music more clearly. Not the cacophony it was making. Uh, I hope I can help you. I spent my life fighting these things in what little way I could. Um, that's why they did this to me. It was supposed to be a some sort of mockery, I think. But hmm, perhaps their own arrogance has finally turned against them. <laughs> Between the... If you are willing to keep fighting, I will happily use this bow. He nods and kind of gives you like a wizened old smile. He's like, I'll do what I can. It's awesome. Will he be in pain anymore? 
If you ask that, he kind of shakes and goes, No, the bonds that were tearing into me seem to be gone. Shall we leave? Yeah, if you leave, he kind of proffers his, like, old, kind of slightly shaky hand. And if you take it, he will... Well, do you take his hand? I do. As you do, you wake up. <laughs> Yay! I'm awake! Am I insane? No. In fact, Yay! you feel much better. The first thing you see is that scar that's on your hand is very much on your hand. You That rage that you've often woken up with in the night and what you've drawn on in the past, it's like a... Before, it was like a small fire that when you wanted to draw on it, you just let the fire blaze and it kind of ran through you. Now it just feels like the tiniest embers, far away. You could try to reach out to it if you wanted, but you're not thinking that that's a good idea. <laughs> Probably still submitting, in a way. Um, so, oh, after you, all... Yeah, sorry? You also notice a new version of Zan's Carcophony is lying on top of you, like on top of the bed, like at your feet. Awesome. And it is a bit changed from what it was before. It is now okay. a longbow plus one. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And instead of dealing piercing damage, it actually deals radiant damage. Ooh. And it grants you a one-use-per-day spell Ooh. called Harmonize, which allows... Well, the ability is called Harmonize, but it mm. gives you the spell Protection from Good and Evil. Oh, that's nice. From good? Well, Well, yeah. the spell is both, but basically, in this case, it would be Protection from Evil, because you're a good creature, generally. But Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I'll use this spell against good. Well, it might be useful for, for people who aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> and the, na so the weapon yeah. is now called Zan's Resilience. Ooh. Actually, no. Zan's Resolve. That sounds better to me. I'm going to change it. <laughs> Zan's Resolve. Doing thing on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That is your new bow. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Sophia, could you yeah. check your pack and see what kind of potions you've got left? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the ones you drank are gone. Ah, oh, <laughs> Sars, guys. And you realize... Yeah, you need to use them, so... Yeah, yeah you kind of realize, now that they're drunk, I mean, that... You're putting two and two together here. You don't know where you were exactly, but you think you probably could have died. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a dream as you know it. Yeah. So are you are you back to full health though? She is back to full health, but all her abilities are expended. It's like she's had a very restless night, and it's almost like taking a point of exhaustion without taking a point of exhaustion. If you see what I mean. So like, maybe all my class resources as what I used in the fight, I don't have anymore. Exactly. Anything that you get back on a short rest, then fine. You you can short rest at some point later today, but everything you used, you used. All right, so I get none of my luck rest, like luck left. Basically, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I, did you say that I need to short rest before I can get them back? A short rest will restore the things that would normally restore on a short rest, but you you would have to do that later in the day. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. So that is Sophia. That is me. Yeah. And while we're on the subject of dreams and things, Tommy. Hello. Hello. Luckily for you, you're quite a quick one. Um, Oh, crazy little puppet of a king. You do dream. You have the exact same dream as the vision the king in yellow gave you. It just plays note for note all the way to the end of it where you stood in front of that tree made of bodies and the last body is just hanging before you with little explosion marks on its skin where it was obviously what caused its death even though it's still been hung from this tree in this grim and macabre fashion. You try to focus on the body to recognize it and you can see its its body, like, it's clearly male, but you, it's like the face is blurred to you. You're struggling to make out just who you're looking at. And then you wake up. Hmm. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do when I wake up is I'm going to roll a d4. You are indeed. Oh, for fuck's and sake. I got another four. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and... Tommy retains his current uh, outlook on the world, should we say. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I'm also going to check that sword that I picked up. Yes, so that sword you picked up, I will open up my notes on it. Sword you picked up. It is called, it is a short sword. It is mm-hmm. called Element's Wrath. And what you can do with this, this sword does not deal regular piercing damage for a short sword. It deals elemental damage, which is magical as well. The type of damage that it deals is decided by you by spending one minute concentrating on it to set the type. Okay. So, like, if you say, I'm going to concentrate for a minute and turn it into an acid sword, it's an acid sword. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Cool. Um... You notice as you, like, start to understand it, the blade, though it was red originally, now that it seems to be reacting to you, the blade seems to shimmer into different colours. Hmm. Pretty. Pretty. I mean, f- for now, just because it's useful, I'm going to concentrate for a minute on it and go, hmm, fire sword. Okay. Fire. Tommy has a new fire sword. For, for, the t- for the time being, just so I've done something with it, in case I don't get a chance to think for a minute on it later on. So, yeah, fire, fire's useful. Uh, so, it's a fire sword for now. But Okay. And last but not least, Rogar. Tandrel! (laughs) (laughs) Tandrel has a lovely dream. (laughs) Rogar. (laughs) You do have a dream. It's a little different from the ones you've experienced now. It almost feels like a regular dream or at least what you used to have as a regular dream you, uh, you walk into a large tent that you recognize and in fact know as a war tent it's where a war council meets when they are on the field discussing battle plans and the like you realize that you're about 13 years old And in terms of the dream, you feel 13, like this is your life up till now. It's one of those dreams where you feel you're in the position that you are, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you are 13-year-old Rogar. You walk into the tent and you're carrying a wooden practice mall. You're 
beaten up, a little bit bruised, a little bit grazed and bloodied, because you've just finished a training session with your uncle, Callan. You did not do very well. You kind of got beaten rather badly. You were beaten by the two other people who train with you quite regularly. Um, you challenged them to a two-on-one fight to kind of prove yourself, as you sometimes try to do to like show show off to your family and your clan, and it went badly. Um, your sparring partners, Tommy and Handrel, really just beat the shit out of you today. And Callan, he was nice about it. Like, he didn't chastise you. You know, it's a difficult fight, two-on-one. But you know he was disappointed. Like, he really wanted you to prove yourself a little bit more. And he, like I say, he pretended it didn't matter, but you kind of walked away feeling really shitty about it. So you've come to try find your father and see what's going on with the battle. Because you guys, you've been on the... You've been out in the fields for quite a while now. Your clan has been engaged in a... A battle that you don't overly remember the details of, but it was going on from battlefield to battlefield, and your father was effectively leading it. As you walk into the tent, you're, you see the familiar members of your clan, the other dragonborn who you grew up with, or, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends of family, things like that. They're milling around the tent, and you approach the table, but you don't come right up to it. You You stand a good, like, 10, 15 feet back, because you know you're not you're not supposed to go up to the table when there's a meeting in session, and it seems there is. You see your father, a large, imposing blue dragonborn with the same piercing eyes that you remember as he kind of looks over his notes and details and the map in front of him, and as you look around, you see the rest of his council, who you're very familiar with, they seem to be talking, but even though you know they're talking about the war, you have the strangest feeling something else is going on. And as you're starting to realize that, one of the people around the table stands up. Um, it's a woman. Human woman, in fact. You notice as she puts her hands on the table to stand up, her hands are just covered in blood. Like, wet, dripping blood. And it leaves, like, a stain on the table as she drops her hands to the side. And they even, they're dripping onto the floor. And she looks at your father and goes, ah, Caldas, you are far too lenient. You'll never learn. You'll never understand if you keep trying to appeal to morality. Keep trying to abide by the rules. That's not how this works. The only way to go about things is to overwhelm them. Attack from every opportunity. You can't let your morality stand in the way. You must crush your enemies. Tear out their hearts and eat them in front of them. Show them fear. That's the only way they'll ever learn. You can't allow them to be weak you're weak, you'll be broken just like they are. And then she sits back down. Your father kind of nods, almost as if he's taking just like sage strategic advice. It's very like a confusing scene for you to watch. And then another person stands up. A guy you, you're struggling to remember? 
you know he's some sort of war advisor or general. He's wearing, like, full plate armor. Again, human, which is both confusing and not confusing. You know this guy. He's, he's always here, isn't he? He looks at your father and goes, No, no, no. The only effective strategy is calmness and control. You must be logical, strategic. She pushes the boy too hard. You know this. If he keeps pushing, he'll break. You realize while you're listening, you thought it was pain from the training session, but you have the worst migraine you've ever felt. It's almost like just thorn, like a vine full of thorns is constricting around your head. It's the worst pain. You just want to lie down and just give up and sleep the next week away, but you know you should be here, that this is important. You can't disappoint your family, or your father especially. You need to, you need to stay and listen. But it's, it hurts so much. It's almost clouding your thoughts and judgments. It's that painful. Another man stands up. This one takes his helmet off as he stands. He's wearing quite extravagant plate armor with a bit of a robe covering part of it. So it's like got that um, almost Templar effect to it. But it's very extravagant. Like this man has a lot of money. And as he puts his helmet on the table, you notice his skin is just pale white, and he has these, like, little blue and black veins, like, popping out. You'd almost say he almost looks dead, like he's that pale and frankly grotesque-looking when you stare at him. And he just, like, looks at your father and, like, leans in and almost, like, has this, like, tries to lock eyes on him, but your father's just, like, looking at the map and not almost not paying attention. And he just goes, you know, he just isn't paranoid enough. He trusts people. You can't trust people. You always have to be ruthless. You never know who's going to stab you in the back and take everything. You cannot allow that if you want to survive. And then he sits down. Caldas stands up and he looks over the map. And then he sees you stood watching and he kind of beckons you over. Yeah, I'll go on, I'll go over. He brings you over to him and he actually kind of puts his arm around you and kind of, like, points at the map and starts tapping on things. Like, he's pointing out, like, barricades and, like, strategic positions, but that's not what he's talking about. It's this weird disjointedness to it. He goes, Son, you must always remember where you came from, my boy. You must remember. We were born from the blood of the gods. Born from Tiamat and Bahamut, their power will always run through our clan. And as he's got his arm around you, he's pointing things, you see as you look up, his blue scales actually start to go pale, and you see a thin line start to appear across his throat that begins to bleed and drip down onto his armor and onto the table and onto the map, but he doesn't even seem to notice but he continues talking as you must seize whatever power you can get your hands on wherever it can be found if you do not there is no chance of victory do you remember yes sir good good and as he starts to sit down his head actually just falls off and you wake up <laughs> Awesome. Kind of yeah. in like a cold sweat. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. sweat? 
they <coughs> do now. <laughs> <laughs> when Terrifying they have those kind of dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Yeah. Does that, do you reckon that means more to you than it does to the rest of us? In terms of, is there anything in that, those characters? Um, you were there. Well, you were there. Yeah. I know. Well, I well, was. Uh, it's, uh, Tom, a dream version of you. Yeah, Dream Tommy was there. But I'm, what I mean is, like, the, the characters that stood up that were described, um, they mean anything to you? No, not that I know. Well, obviously they do, but in terms of. You know, this will be the first time I'm re- recalling them. Okay. Mm. Um, if you want to spend some time before you go down for breakfast trying to interpret who any of them were, I'll give you one intelligence check. Okay. Just to see if any of them do click any bells for you, sort of thing. Who's going to the intelligence check? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Twenty-one. Wow. Twenty-one. Nice. Rogar is smart. With a natural <laughs> twenty, uh, the dream is strange and fading, but you do pick out moments of it. Uh, that was definitely your father, as you remember him when you were young. Like he didn't look like he didn't look that like youthful. The last you saw him, like that—that that was clearly an earlier version of him. Um, the people around the table. One of them you didn't recognize at all, but you feel like you should recognize it. But the one that was with the the pale skin and the veins, it's almost like you should know him, but he was maybe too disfigured to really recognize. The woman who stood up with bloodied hands, you do recognize. She's someone you've met multiple times. That was the Crimson Tongue. Uh... And the armored man, you used to get along with quite well, though it has been a while since you've seen him. That was Samuel Crenn's governor of war, Barrett Pierce. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. Thank God you critted that. Yeah, yeah you've got more yeah. of that than you would have. Yeah. <laughs> The first and like um, intelligence that uh, Rogar's ever seen, like shown. Well, yeah, he yeah, he, like, he, he, he gets a plus one to his intelligence <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it a little bit of all you need to know. <laughs> I feel like a bit of smoke came out of your ear and a bit of blood came down the nostril with that one. Just like <laughs> I briefly know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that single moment, I was the one. <laughs> uh, you, 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 yeah, you, you suddenly could have looked up and realized you were embedded in a computer screen, and t- you know, strange things were going on. <laughs> you had a big, big red bar above your head. <laughs> so we'll start to draw this to a close because we've gone on for a while. I think it's probably getting towards that point, but I'll just end with so Rogar and Tommy and Handrel and Solara are the first people down. Sophia seems to be sleeping in a little bit. Um, I want Tommy and Rogar to both make me a perception check as you guys meet in the morning for a little bit of breakfast. Sure. Yep. 
A four. Back to normal standard. <laughs> <laughs> a twelve. So slightly better. Slightly better. <laughs> With a twelve, you guys, you know, you're eating and you drink and you look at each other. You look at Handrel. His eyes look fucked up. I'll describe this in a couple of ways. Uh, have any of you guys seen Bird Box? That new thing that's yes. on Netflix? Yeah. Um, the guy who has yep. weird eyes. I won't spoil things by saying names. Do, yep. you, do you remember that guy? Where it's like yep. he's got green eyes with little like tendrils in it, like little tentacle things. Yeah, that's yep. what Handrel's eyes look like. They're like almost glowing green with this little writhing tentacles on them. Uh, Andrew, what were you smoking last night, mate? Ah, uh, no, no, nothing really. Uh, I, I, I didn't sleep great. I had a few, had a few weird dreams. I guess I'm alright. Uh, uh... Have you seen your eyes this morning? Ah, uh, no. Do you, do you often wake up and look at your eyes, mate? What? Well, I normally have a quick glance in the shaving mirror and then decide, nah, fuck it, not today. Um, Andrew kind of rubs his, like, scraggly beard and goes, shaving what, mate? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to pull out a little um, a little shaving mirror that I've got <laughs> in my kit and just show him what he looks like. He kind of looks for a moment and then, like, blinks a few times and goes, oh, right, that that's new. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, good dream. To be fair, he's probably never looked in a mirror. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's this handsome devil? <laughs> Why is he looking at me? Well, uh, I can see I definitely pull off the uh, roguish Vavagabond look, but what the fuck are these weird contacts I'm wearing? <laughs> That's our point exactly, mate. Good dream? Yeah. No, I don't know. It was weird. It's, uh. I, I don't know. It was just strange. Can't... Very insightful there, Andrew. <laughs> I can't remember it very well. Fair enough. <laughs> um, care, care to elaborate at all? I mean. And I'm, I'm at this point. I'm kind of tempted to disguise self as like Sigmund Freud, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he probably won't recognise that. So <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Oh, um, I don't remember the dream. Oh, don't know why my eyes are weird. Why do you wake up with a mask on your face? Oh no, shit happens. That's <laughs> true. And yeah, at that that point, I was like, "Yeah, forgot I was wearing the mask, and I'm going to use disguise self to make myself look like normal Tommy." Yeah, oh, that's better. You see Tommy's form shimmer, and suddenly you're looking at his face. So you're not, you don't, you haven't actually taken off the mask. No, nope. Just looks like yourself. Solara yeah. looks at you when you do that and goes, "But what? what? Since when can you do that? What?" Is it really your magic? Are you magic? Are you magic now? Is that a thing? Uh, I'll be honest, love. Not entirely sure myself, but yeah, since night before last, in fact. So you you just woke up and you could do that? That's awesome. Are you like a sorcerer? Are you like me? Do you just have power? Is that oh, it's great, isn't it? Like, I just point my fingers and shit happens. It's awesome. 
point my gun and shit happens, but no, not yet. Well, I don't know, to be honest. Maybe at some point. Things are changing for me a lot. It's a bit weird. Puberty. Oh. Yeah. This, this Second point, puberty. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cast message on Handrel and just ask him, you know, seriously, dude, any idea how this has happened? Yeah, as you reflect on part of the dream you you just had about dragon's blood and power and seizing it, you do feel something a little bit different in you, and you almost instinctively cast message. Yeah. <laughs> just to add some flavor in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's why I'm here. Um, Handel kind of looks at you like, wait, what? How can... I thought only I could do that. Um... He speaks to you, like, telepathically back. He doesn't need your message, actually, but he'll just keep going that way uh, while he's eating yeah. to kind of disguise what he's saying to you. Well, disguise that he's saying anything. He's, like, burying himself in food. Um, he goes, I, uh, I saw that the woman again, the one with the weird tentacle hair and stuff. I don't know. She kept saying I needed to see that it was going to be important. I needed to be able to see. She just kept hammering on about it. I didn't really get it, to be honest. She's kind of a repetitive one, it seems. And now I wake up with weird eyes. Interesting. Interesting. I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of looking at Solara and then looking at Rogar as Solara just kind of stares, I guess, at me because I can now do stuff that she wasn't aware of and Rogar looks intently at Handrel, if you like, don't, almost if, with, with two fingers up against the side of his face <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you don't stop her, Solara has literally just pulled her seat close to you and is like poking you in the arm like <laughs> I've, I've, I've not stopped her I'm just kind of, it, it distracts me a little bit from, from Rogar and his death stare <laughs> I'm just going to turn back to Tommy and say, sorry, them weird eyes are freaking me out. Uh, yeah, me too, mate. At this point, I'm going to be like, shit, your face is back. Yeah. Check it. <laughs> and then I'm going to, because I can do it at will, I'm going to make myself look like Rogar, just for lols. <laughs> you <laughs> look at Rogar, sat across from you, Rogar. Hmm... <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, when I look at myself and go, nice, shit's fucking cash. And then I take a look at my pants. <laughs> you, uh, you look down and well, you, it's, it's your estimation. So whatever you thought Rogar had down there is what you see. I'm guessing this guy's uh, self changes his, like, not just appearance, but his clothes and stuff. Uh, disguise self is effectively like an illusion that covers him. Yeah. So, like, if someone inspects oh, yeah. it or tries to poke him, they'll notice it's fake. But it looks like he's exactly like okay. Rogar. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. So, so I'm, I'm like, eh, no wonder you're so angry all the time. Um, <laughs> so this I'm point, just, I'm just playing. I'm just going to cast Mage Hand behind him and slap him in the back of the head. <laughs> you feel someone slap you in the back of the head. <laughs> I turn around. I turn back at him and go fair and i i i i flick back to tommy but without the mask on okay well you guys have a fun little breakfast exploring your new abilities which uh this was my fun way of getting you all to show off that so tommy took a level in fighter but he does have some other abilities that he's only just now teased at 
Handrel <coughs> took a level in Warlock, which means he has two Eldritch Invocations, and Rogar took a level in Sorcerer. Yeah, boy. Of Dragon Origin. <laughs> and Sophia, as she now wakes up and makes her way downstairs, I presume, for a bit of breakfast, yeah. took another level in her uh, Monster Hunter. Fighter, basically. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's where we'll end it with you guys exploring your new abilities and showing off to each other. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun breakfast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just just pissing about downstairs, basically. <laughs> pissing off the locals. Yeah. Handrel's <laughs> like, hey, throw that glass in the air, and he like eldritch blasts it. Ah, sweet. <laughs> I just I have this image of Sophia stood at the top of the stairs looking down. Yeah, like, going, what, what the fuck is going on? Fuck. <laughs> but you see just like, two, <laughs> you just see absolute chaos. And that's where we end. Yeah, about right. Well, awesome. I hope you all enjoyed a rather interesting tour down Dream Avenue this session. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, I think. Sophia had a crowning moment of awesome this session. I was really, yeah, that was really cool. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're also like the first person to fight back against this stuff, which is well, it's it's from Cookson's mind, and I don't want to go anywhere near that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting the, the different ways we've t- we've taken it. Like it offered Rogar what he wanted, so he leapt at it, open armed. Tommy is kind of clandestinely accepted it, but with a caveat that he knows he's playing along because he still has an orb to use. Mm. And Sophia is gone, fuck no. (laughs) I ain't touching that shit. And gone the other way. And Mm. in the process, saved someone's soul. And we also got another Ansia moment, which was awesome. It was my moment with him. I, I, yeah, I have to I have to say, I have to say I was not expecting that no. at all. So that was that was well done, Cookson, and it was it was a nice callback. Thank you. I, I thought it that'd was, be a good moment. Good. So yeah. I did hope you'd all enjoy. Definitely. You came to see me, motherfuckers, none of you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't come to save your asses. We both know you had a special bond. <laughs> uh that that night. <laughs> that night in the mausoleum under the stars <laughs> caught around <laughs> but, but, but safely interred just the way um, Ansia likes them yep. <laughs> uh, well I hope our listeners enjoyed as well if so our, well for us actually our first session back in a while for you guys it's just the week after the last episode you're wondering why we're all so uh, rusty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we did a good job of trying to burn ourselves out of D&D just before Christmas so yeah. we've had a nice break we're back into the flow of it and yeah looking forward to see how, how, this, how this progresses yeah. creative juices yeah, are flowing yeah. everyone wants to kill everything let's uh, get some D&D going in 2019 oh, let's yeah. do it I'm right. saying flow it's freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right well I will do our sign offs then so Thank you, everyone, for listening. That was Compatitories and No Plot. If you want to find us on other platforms rather than the one you literally just listened to us on, we are 
literally everywhere now, because we changed our distribution a little bit, so... I'll list the main ones, but we should be pretty much anywhere you want to find us. So we're on Google Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Anchor, uh, who else? Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Overcast, Breaker. I think that might be all of them. Oh, Podknife as well. So yeah, we are everywhere you could ever hope to find us. So if there's anywhere missing, let us know. And if you want to talk to us directly, you can find me on Twitter at at TreasonNo. That's kind of our main account. But you can also find all my fabulous players under their own player handles with GTMP at the end of it. And I will turn it over to whichever one of you wants to go first. Well, uh, as usual, if you've enjoyed listening to my voice as much as I like to listen to my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast. You can find them on all good podcast providers, and you can also follow them on Twitter at Lost Art of Podcasting and at LAOW Podcast. Our next episode will be our review of uh, NXT UK uh, Takeover, which we are actually going to. So, yeah, should be awesome. Uh, other than that, if you kind of want to meet me at one point, I may one day be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston. Fuck it, I'm just going to go and just wait for you to turn yeah. up. It's just, just, we're just going to sit in the cafe one day and you're just going to rock up and we're going to be there chatting. Yeah, I, I'm going to give your dad a cuddle. You <laughs> <laughs> would probably appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if you want to hear more of my lovely voice, I'm afraid you can't because I am exclusively on this podcast and I also have a life. So. I'm joking. I don't have a life. (laughs) I have a wife. I have a kid. I have a job. Man, my life sucks. (laughs) You can have a divorce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dark really quickly. Yeah, divorcing on podcast. (laughs) Um, uh, If Uh, you did that, we'd pick some sort of like BuzzFeed list or something. It'd be awesome. Just so much exposure. Probably, that's true. <laughs> um, today's episode has been brought to you by the letter J as ju- like jubilation as the fact that I didn't die. I didn't like turn evil or into a frog or whatever Cooks and Alice could have thought of doing to me. <laughs> was anybody else getting worried when Flo started saying ju? Um, I, I did just... wonder where she was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, can't believe uh, I'm on a podcast with you fuckers. Well, you are now and forever, as per that contract you all signed in blood. So, (laughs) this another dream again. (laughs) It's always a dream. The whole podcast has been. Right. So, yeah, thank you everyone for joining us, and we will be back next week as always. And, well, goodbye. Bye. See you. See you.